The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. As we head towards the championship rounds of the NFL playoffs, all eyes are still kind of on the Chicago Bears, wondering what they're going to do with that number one overall pick. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the top offensive linemen in this upcoming draft, not to say that they're going to draft them with the number one overall pick. We're also going to talk about Vegas Jones and what are, what are his plans in the offseason to improve and hopefully come back as a better player for the Chicago Bears in the next season. We're going to get to all of that and more, plus the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So we're hearing a lot about the Chicago Bears. They're in the senior bowl. They're scouting people. Uh, The Bears are really, it seems like the front office is doing their due diligence to make sure that they get maybe some underrated talent, but just come in with with some great talent that they get overall in this draft. And they're going to have a lot of opportunity to do so. Now, I do think that, you know, likely with the Chicago Bears, that I at least I hope, let me say this, my hope with the Chicago Bears is even if they do draft an offensive lineman, maybe in the second or third round, depending on what happens, that they still fill out the offensive line with more veterans. Now, that could very well come with uh, some 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 much high contracts with that. But one of the players that I would not, not mind looking at for the Chicago Bears is Ben Powers. And this guy is a former first, fourth round pick. Uh, he played his first four seasons with the Baltimore Ravens and with the Bears considering and all signs points are probably releasing Cody White here. That's going to free up about $10 million in cap space further for the Chicago Bears. So with that being said, I look at, at Ben Powers as somebody that they could definitely bring in who could come in, fill, it, fill a role as a vet, and also just do some things for the Chicago Bears. Now, that's just a, a, a side to what I want to talk about mainly today. But let me know what you guys think. Is Ben Powers somebody you guys will be interested in for the Chicago Bears? Now, with that being said, some of our own players that we're looking for internal development from, of course, are some of the younger players, the rookie class that came in last season. One of those players who really did not, I, it, it, he didn't he didn't shine in any type of meaningful way, in my opinion, and that was Velius Jones. And so uh, Velius Jones did say that he plans on doing some things. He bought a machine. He plans on really working on his footwork, things like that. He, his, he talked about his mindset and how, you know, that's pretty much stayed the same uh, from the beginning to the end of the season. But, you know, he talked about losing close games and how he feels like he can fit in and how the season ended on a positive note. Now, while Values came in and, and you know, a lot of Bears fans wanted other wide receivers. So we're kind of caught off guard when we drafted this older rookie and then he came in. And then on top of that, cost us some games with some drops, things like this. All eyes are going to be on Valus Jones and to see really see what he can be, especially if this team, as I've said before, that I don't think they're really going to go out and get a a make a lot of moves with that wide receiver position. I think they're going to try to improve everything else and see what this wide receiver core looks like with some continuity with Justin Fields and then um, a better offensive line to give Justin Fields a little bit more time. And so this is going to have, at least by my estimation, is going to have a chance at least coming into training camp to show that he's improved and maybe hopefully work himself into that lineup, into that rotation. Um, so we'll see when it comes to Vegas Jones. I still, his speed, we, we, you can't deny his speed. You can't deny it. And it is speed that you look at and you say, this absolutely, especially in the slot, 
could be something huge for the Chicago Bears, but he has to be able to hold on to the ball. He has to be able to just look like more formidable outside of just being a special teams player. I think at, at the at the at the ceiling, I'm sorry, at the floor for Vegas Jones is going to be him being a special teams player. But even then, he failed some in the, in this uh, last season. So let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can come in and turn into. But let's go ahead and get to the draft prospects for this episode. I want to talk about the top five offensive linemen, regardless of position. I know some people are going to say, well, we already got Braxton. I'm, I'm just saying regardless of position right now, because you never know. A player could be able, with the right coaching, to move positions. But we're looking at the top offensive linemen in this draft. And the first one up is Peter Sokronsky. Um, this guy's a 6'4", 315 uh, tackle from Northwestern, and he right he's been great. He's ranked as the number one offensive lineman in this draft. Right now, most drafts have him going anywhere between like 15th all the way down to almost in the second round. So he's probably going to be outside the Chicago Bears range unless they pick up an additional first round pick that's lower in that draft on top of them trading down to like four or whatever else. But he could be somebody that you could definitely bring in. He's great in the in the pass blocking, better in the pass blocking, but really solid in the run as well. And with our run uh, uh, offense already being what it is, him being solid in that running game should, could be enough for that. He was an AP first team All-American. Um, he only allowed for very minimal sacks. In, in, in 12 games played, he played a total of 881 snaps, and he only gave up three QB hurries and two QB sacks, um, two, two QB hits, and one sack while playing left tackle. So, yes, that's a position we project to already have filled. But with that being said, still, it is something that you can look at <clears throat> and say, this is a guy that maybe has a talent. Maybe he can move over. Maybe he can do some other things. So he's definitely the number one prospect as far as on that offensive line. The next one up from Ohio State, and that's Paris Johnson Jr. 6'6", 310 pounds. He's a guard coming out of Ohio State. Already has um, history and, and experience. Uh, uh, protecting a running quarterback. And as a junior, he actually switched to left tackle. So even though he can play guard, but he switched to left tackle. He saw he played in 12 games, 757 snaps, and only gave up nine QB hurries and no QB hits and two sacks at that time at left tackle. So again, another player that's kind of moved up and down from being the number one to number two offensive line prospect in this draft. And he already built off what his sophomore season was in which he won the starting job played 13 games and gave up 13 QB hurries one QB hit and didn't give up any sacks and that was while he was playing right guard so Paris Johnson absolutely is a player I think we should look at the next one on the list this is Broderick Jones this is a offensive tackle 6'4 310 pounds sophomore out of Georgia this guy is solid, great in the run blocking as you can tell something that I'm looking at is, is specifically good combination really Better in the run blocking, but only, I'm sorry, better in the pass blocking, slightly worse in the run blocking, but not by any measurable, uh, huge measurable places. In 2022, he played in 13 games, 805 snaps. He gave up eight QB hits. I'm sorry, eight QB hurries, only one QB hit, and no sacks while playing left tackle. Again, most of these prospects are at left tackle. Very strong. Um, he's agile for our offensive lineman. Can do some things. Definitely can protect that quarterback. Again, with, with offensive linemen, it's not, you, you can't get as an in-depth scouting report, so but he's definitely somebody I think the uh, Bears should look at as well. Next up is Anton Harrison, 6'5", 315-pound offensive tackle. He was a junior. He played in Oklahoma. Really, really excellent pass blocking. Run blocking is where he seems to falter at. Run blocking is considerably worse. Now, he's projecting to not go very high in this draft at all, um, and so he is definitely somebody the Bears could go out and get on day two or day three 
add to this uh, to this offensive line, even if you add in some veterans, and maybe he doesn't really play a lot of snaps in that rookie year, but you can build him up. If the Bears do what I hope they do, and that is really fill out that offensive line with veterans, he can maybe learn behind somebody for a season or two, and you can develop him up. We still got Alex Leatherwood as well, so another person that, you know, I think some Bears fans have forgot that we have him under contract, and hopefully he's ready to go, but Again, somebody else that I look at, he played 12 games in 2022, 862 uh, snaps played. He gave up eight QB hurries, no hits, and only one sack, and he played most of his snaps, again, at left tackle. Not exclusively at left tackle, but mostly at left tackle. Most of these offensive linemen are going to be tackles. I'm just telling you guys right there. He's a very strong. He stays on his feet, doesn't give up. He, get, he, he does have pride in the running game. And he plays through the whistle consistently. This is a guy on that offensive line who could very well help protect Justin Fields, which is the goal here with this team. Next up, and the last one, Blake Freeland. Now, this is a 6'8", 305-pound junior out of BYU. He also played offensive tackle. Uh, 12 games played last season, 805 snaps. He allowed five QB hurries, three QB hits, and no sacks, again, while playing left tackle. He played right tackle in his sophomore season in 2020, and while playing that, 452 snaps, 11 QB hurries, three QB hits, no sacks at that time as well. Um, so he's really, in his, in his whole collegiate career, he's given up one sack. So, again, another player that you definitely want to look at could protect that quarterback. Really, really excellent in the pass blocking game. Run blocking solidly as well. Again, another player, he played over the course of his collegiate career a total of 2,635 snaps and only gave up one sack in that time. Really good. He's projected to go late in the first round. So again, somebody that you could definitely take a look at. And if the Bears pick up an additional uh, uh, pick, you never know what's going to happen with that. But that's it. Offensive tackles. We're going to continue looking at positions uh, tomorrow where we finish kind of our positional. And then we'll go over some of the other prospects, maybe day three, day four uh, type prospects as well. But with that being said, it is Friday, so that means it is a mailbag day. We got another vo uh, voicemail from Rory. We're going to go ahead and play that now. Hey, what's up, man? It's me again, Rory. Hey, man, I'm going to be kind of quick with it. Hey, man, um, I know um, polls um, that, that Justin Fields is not his guy and everything that was Ryan Pace that picked him, which was a great choice. And, you know, they don't have – they're not obligated to him, but he has to be crazy if he doesn't build around Justin Fields. I'm going to tell you right now, hey, my biggest fear is if they don't get that boy some help, man, and I wish I, I know, you know, Poe's going to do that, you know what I'm saying, you know, to fill these holes on the team. Um, he's going to get tired of getting beat up and sacked in, you know what I'm saying, and feel like he's not being set up to win. He's feeling like that, you know, he's being set up, you know, for failure. If they don't give him no weapons, no offensive line, or nothing like that, you know what I'm saying, which I don't think Pose is going to do. But my biggest fear is, hey, this. If if Justin Fields, you know, contract, you know, ends or whatever, and they don't get this guy no help or anything like that, my biggest fear is he goes to another team that has a, you know, pretty solid offensive line, that they have weapons, a pretty decent um, defense, and no quarterback. And he goes to a team that really know, know how to use Justin Fields, and he got weapons to throw, throw to and you know what I'm saying, and a, a, a nice solid offensive line. The block for him, bro, when he get over there and he starts shining, bro, because we always see, we already know that he, you know, he can be an, uh, uh, an elite quarterback. And he gets over there and he, he really starts pounding and he takes that next level and start, you know, like, you know, on the Patrick Mahomes level and, you know, and all of them and Josh, Josh Allen and, and all of them. And we you know, trust me, 
Chicago's going to be kicking their butt, kicking themselves in the butt for generations to come. You know, just to know that we had that quarterback in our possession and we misused him and then used him, you know, to his full potential and to give him, then give him what he needed to succeed and then set him up. And he goes somewhere else and he shines, bro. That's going to hurt. That's my biggest fear. So Poe's got to get this right, man, and get him some weapons to work with and fix the team, man. You know, the offensive line, get him some weapons, fix that defense. Hey, man, and we can win it all. That's it. Holler at your boy. And Rory saying that the Bears would be crazy not to build around the worst thing that could possibly happen. And I said this a little bit when we were doing the whole with Poe's consider dra uh, drafting Bryce Young when that speculation was going around. If they get this wrong for Justin Fields and he does end up leaving, as Mitchell Trubinsky went on, he's probably going to be a career backup for, for a few years, uh, things like that. If Justin Fields leaves this team and goes to a different team and shines and turns into that superstar, it's going to be one of the biggest blunders to start Ryan Poles' career period. Now, again, we're talking about three, four, maybe even five years down the road. I don't think that that's a, that's a worry. I think this front office has seen enough to where they're going to bet on Justin Fields, bet on his development, bet on what he's going to be in the future, and definitely give him the weapons and the protection he needs to be that dominant quarterback, to really go through and develop the passing game. That's the next step up for Justin Fields. This upcoming season, if Ryan Poles in this front office does what we think they're going to do and what they need to do, the key thing in that is going to be now we can evaluate Justin Fields as a passer. We know what he is as a playmaker. We know what he is as a runner. We know what he is as just being a dynamic player that just gets things done. But to really evaluate him as a passer, we need better weapons. We need uh, a better offensive line and protection. I think this Upcoming offseason is about protecting Justin Fields better and getting a better front seven on the defensive end. And then we're going to see, evaluate the weapons that we have here. Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, who Darnell Mooney may be coming in with a contract extension, really taking a look at Bayless Jones and seeing what we can give him, I mean, what he can give us. And then at that point, the, the following offseason, that's where we refine. That's where we say, all right, now we've gotten a chance. We know what Justin Fields' strengths are as a passer, let's go out and get him the weapons if these players don't develop in a way that they're clear weapons for him and clear parts of the future of this team. So I definitely think uh, I agree with you there, and that's definitely what this team needs to be doing and their focus in this upcoming offseason. But that is it for me for today, guys. Let me know down below what you think on all the topics here. Make sure you leave, uh, make sure you follow the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bear Central gmail.com. Lastly, you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, like I like to end every episode on. Bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media.